How's everybody doing? This is your favorite Phillies podcast. Speaking of sports, from the Grimly Financial Studios, I'm your host, Ray Scipione, along with Chad, the Wiz Grimly, and Chuck, the Godfather Grimly. Chad, we're one man down today. How are you doing? I'm good, Ray. It's just a two-man crew, just me and you today. So, uh, oh, well, well, it's not just me and you. We do have, uh, you know, the skipper who goes by Skip, Charlie Manuel. He'll be joining the show in uh, just about 10 minutes or so here. Killer guest. Where do you get Charlie Manuel after having Larry Bow on last week? We're going to talk about our fighting Phillies, but I got to just tell you real quick, you know, a non-Phillies segment. The U.S. last night, wow. With that incredible lineup in the World Baseball Classic, lost to Mexico. And the thing is, too, it wasn't even a close game. I mean, eleven to five—that's uh, that—that's not good, right there. I mean, for for an offense as loaded as it is, they have players just just not really performing. It's kind of a hit or miss. You got guys who are having good games, and just the other players who are you know zero for. So it's uh, I don't know, right? I don't I don't like the USA's chances, right? I'm not feeling too good about it. I mean, they, they say Japan is the front runner, and uh, it seems like Otani's off to a hot start. But um, I'm going to ask the, the skipper what, what he feels. I mean, obviously, a lot of these guys, you know, you're playing major leaguers throughout the baseball classic. But even the non-major leaguers, Chad, those guys are playing all year round. They don't stop. That's true, right? That's true. I mean, you got to wonder how, how maybe ready to go is Team USA here. I mean, you look at guys like Mike Trout, just really struggling. I think Mike Trout the other day struck out against a guy whose name I haven't heard in over a decade. I don't know if you saw this right. Vance Worley. Oh, God. Did you see that Vance Worley struck out Mike Trout? I did hear about that. That That's where Vance Worley is. <laughs> Former I, Phil. I did not know this guy was even playing him. He's only 35. He just had a pretty short baseball career who's only really playing for what is it 2010 to 2017 he was out at 29 so I guess he yeah. just went somewhere else to play and uh I don't know here he here he is now but I mean I was absolutely absolutely shocked to uh to see Vance Worley struck out Mike Trout but that's does, baseball does he right? still have the does he still have the funny glasses that's a good question. I don't know. Now I wasn't watching the game I only saw the highlights I don't know if he still has the glasses or not yeah, he might have he might have got some money and went to contact. But um, lot of lot of things to talk about, man. Some guys that are struggling that that were struggling last year, Chad. Um, that that we're going to talk about one that's glaring. Um, oh God, it, it must really stink right now to write out some of these checks every uh, week. But what is going on with Castellanos? I don't. I don't or as your father me to say, Castellanos. Look, this, this is a guy who, for all measurements, was you know a top 15, maybe no, top 20 player coming to Philadelphia. I think he was yeah. in the top 15 as MVP voting in, the, in his final year. He was like a 310 hitter, plus 900 OPS. And you look at last year, how much he he fell. And people said, oh, it's just Philly. And we talked about that with Bo, and there were some good points made about you know different city, you know moving your family, worry about your kids, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, the performance just wasn't there. You know, he he's on the wrong side of thirty. He's not old, but he's what thirty one now, and yeah. 
you're looking at a guy who right now in spring training, he's hitting under 100. So you're talking about you really need to start off the year with a big confidence boost, but you know, here we are, and oof, sitting under 100. Oh, 70. I, I mean, that, and, 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 and then you got Scott Kingery's hitting 476. Can you That's believe higher it? than last week, and we had him at 450. Can you believe it? I can't, and the at-bats are growing. They the are. got one at-bat. Look, he, he is making one magnificent argument that he belongs on, um, you know, not, again, not in the starting lineup, belongs on the team opening day. Now, now, I think there's only two or three spots open. Will they do it? Oh, that's the tough part. When you look what Boa said last week, he said they want to get him down. I guess it'll be triple A and, uh, and try to get him, you know, what, maybe 100 at-bats to start the season. He's obviously if he's hitting 400 then. They better get, they better get him up. I guess that's the route they're going to take with him. No, I, I stand by the uh, philosophy of that. This guy is, is is playing right now with with obviously it's a combination of players. But he's playing with you know a lot of these pros out there. I, if he's hitting this good, I would just say you know what, let's just put him on the opening day roster. Let's bring him up. But I don't know what they're going to do. But he is having an amazing, amazing spring. Well, it's a great question for the skipper. Uh, besides, what would you do with a guy this hot? Um, what you know, I want to ask uh, Charlie. What is he doing, or has he done to you know turn things around? And on the flip side, you know, what could Nick do to Absolutely. get out of this hot, seemingly two-year uh, drought? <laughs> you, you know, the funny part too about Kinger is he's doing this right now. In the final year of his six-year, $24 million contract, I don't know how, how fast those six years went by when we signed him, but he's in the final right. year. And this is his contract year. And, you know, Todd Zalecki had an article over the weekend talking about Kingry here, a lot of the stuff that we looked at last week. And it says that how healthy he's finally feeling, how much confidence he finally has right now. You know, he's changed his swing. I've watched some of his, uh, you know, some of his highlights. It looks to me like his swing's way shorter right now. And it's just right to the ball. It's a little wider. And the contact's right. been good, so you know I think I think as we know from any sport, but I think especially baseball, if you don't feel confident in that box, you just have zero chance. You you have zero zero chance. And right now he says his confidence is back, and he you know he's not searching for it; he just feels it. And that's where part of the reason why we're seeing such great results. Now, hopefully, this continues. If he can do this another what 15, 16 games with the spring training, whatever it is, he's he's going to be tough to send down. He is going to be tough to send down, and like I said, um, Larry Boa said he's not, you know, not swinging up as everybody's been doing, you know, not swinging from the uh, balls of his heels. He's, you know, driving the ball, you know, hitting the ball dead center, and and he's on the now. You again, like you said, you got to make that decision, and 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 how. Do you keep guys up that aren't even batting a hundred, and you're going to put this guy down and literally, you know, batting five hundred? You know, once you get up four seventy five, yeah, I mean, God, Ray is not exaggerating right now. Kingry's slash line right now in spring training, he's through through twenty four plate appearances, he's hitting four seventy six with a five forty two on base percentage. Okay, in in twenty four plate appearances, twenty four plate appearances, he has ten hits. That's nuts. Three walks. So he's getting on base 54% of the time. I mean, that, that's crazy right now. And, and the guy's dialed in. I think everyone's kind of pulling for him. He, he had a, 
a tough you know past couple of years. I think he injured his shoulder early into the you know the COVID pandemic seasons and stuff. So this could be you know this is his final chance with Philly this year. And and just so you know, I believe. Let me check. I believe the three walks leads the team or is tied for the team lead. So, hey, he's getting on base uh, a bunch of ways. But so again, that's something I want to ask Skipper. Curious to see what you know he has to say about that. Curious to see what you know what he does in the day in the life of uh, you know our favorite ex Skipper Charlie Manuel, and also. I got it. I, you know, I'm going to have to ask him. I'm going to try to sneak it in at the end. Who do you think the better team was? 08 or 22? Doesn't he just say the 08 team because he has to? I mean, that team won. That team won, and he, you know, he was there. So maybe, maybe there is, you know, some bias. I know, but I agree. I, I think the 08 team was better. Okay. I think that team throughout the year was, um, was probably more consistent if you if you if you you know spread them out and stuff. Obviously, the record was better, but the twenty twenty two Phillies they caught fire at the right time. I mean, going into that playoffs, going into the playoffs when they had that first game comeback against St. Louis down what whatever it was five six runs in the ninth, and that was the the yeah. spark. From that point on, they they could not be stopped really until the World Series. I'm going to change the subject a little bit. Did you see that documentary on Otani? That Verlander. I- forget his first name Verlander's brother did Mm -hmm. okay Justin Verlander's brother played in the minor leagues I believe he came up to the majors for a cup of coffee he was a pitcher and in college he was a pitcher and hit played field when he retired and Otani came up he was one of the first guys to really jump on the Otani bandwagon so much so that his podcast drew millions of listeners from Japan. Did it really? He was actually, Chad, you got to watch this documentary. So then he goes to Japan. Now he's documenting everything. He's filming everything. And his podcast, again, is number one in Japan, the number one baseball podcast. He wears an Otani shirt with all these pictures of Otani. So long story short, he interviews Otani and, from his little league days, they, and they got pictures of him playing from little league to high school. Really? He went to a high school. Chad, imagine this: he went to a high school where they practice pretty much eight hours a day. I don't think they went to Ooh. bed till after ten. They got dinner from nine to ten. Jeez, wow, that, that's w- insane! It's insane, and and that's the it's an academy. Obviously, it's not a school that you know anyone else you know, non-athletes would go to. But you have to look it up. It's it's Verlander. His last name is Verlander. Yeah, ben ben Verlander, for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to check that out. Check it out. And it's just amazing how, how this guy looked in high school and little wow. league. And, and, yeah. Let's see if we can get Skip on on the line here. Again, that's going to be Charlie Manuel. He is joining the show today. <laughs> Charlie, you with us? <laughs> yes. How are you doing today? It's Chad here, and we're with uh, we got Ray on the line with us as well. Good. How you doing, Skip? I'm doing great. Ready to talk some baseball? Absolutely. I, and I, I just want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, real excited that you're here. When you were managing, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the World Baseball Classic. Uh, you know, injuries and anything else that could happen. Very concerned about the pitchers 
as far as, uh, uh, you know, like how much they're going to throw and how they're being used and things like that. They are on a routine, you know, like, and how we stretch their arms out and, and get their pitch numbers up that uh, it's a regular basic, basic. And then by the time it's the season starts, they should be able to throw anywhere from like 80 to 90 pitches. And usually like uh, if you were a starter, like in the top uh, three of a club, you know, like I, I, I was kind of really concerned about you going because, you know, like uh, that's the main part of our rotation. And, and actually I would like to see my pitchers there and know that they're healthy and in real good shape, you know, when the season starts where we can hit the road run. And uh, that's the pitchers. As far as the uh, hitters go, they got a routine that we do every day. And uh, I required you to have 70 to 100 bats in spring training, and that's part of conditioning. And also that's part of you being ready to play when the season starts because you've seen game conditioning and all the pitches at, at the at the pitchers throw against the offense. And uh, we, we want to be healthy and uh, and uh, hit the ground running when the season starts. And, and and Skip, what what is it like for the guys from the Phillies? You know who who are playing right now, where they would be in spring training. Obviously, they're still trying hard and stuff, but they're maybe not a hundred percent. Versus now, you're playing in the World Baseball Classic. The expectation is you're a hundred percent mentality day in day out. How much harder is it for those guys to get ready a whole month earlier now to be able to be able to prepare for everything they're going to be seeing? I would say that uh, it's very important that your position players get to play uh, in those games and and you know like get their uh, at bats that they would have got you know when they was down here with us in spring training, and uh, that is, that would be definitely uh, uh, a concern of mine. And uh, if they do that when they come right back down here to us to play games before the season starts and they'll be uh, pretty much regular uh, and ready to go if, if, if that makes sense and uh, but also too once they once the position players I don't worry about the position players as much as getting hurt as I would uh, someone in our rotation or back end of a bullpen but right. at the same time but at the same time too you know like I want those guys ready to play when they come back because the season's going to be ready to open when they get back in a very short period of time. Were you surprised to see uh, Mexico beat the U.S. by six runs, Skip? Yeah, well, you know, like when people, uh, they evaluate your uh, teams and your talent and things like that. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, when the, if you just want to ask me who's going to win the game, I would have definitely told you the USA. And, right. and, uh, and actually, you know, when you stop and think about it, uh, we haven't played any baseball all winter, and all of a sudden, you know, like we are, uh, we're, we're in a tournament where uh, the exposure uh, kind of sends a message to us that you know, like we're supposed to win those games, and also uh, that's good for uh, the attendance of baseball, and also it, it makes it better for you guys to talk about. So, so my my question here, Skip, is you know, right now with the Phillies in, in spring training here, can you just take us through, you know. What 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 a what is a day in the life of Charlie Manuel like right now? You know, w- w- with the team, what's what's going on right now? What 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 do you got going on down there? Yeah, well, you know, like I go to the ballpark every morning, and usually I uh, I'll do some kind of exercise, get ready, and like to do a bike and then walk and uh, probably walk uh, anywhere from three to four or five miles, and then I come in and I go in the cage. We always have hitters in there early, like probably around seven thirty. 
and I go in the cage and I sit there and watch these guys come in. They're on a routine uh, real early, and they do a lot of uh, cage work. And I sit there and watch the hitters. And then when we start practice, of course, I go out by the cages and I watch the, what the guys hit. And uh, uh, then I watch the game. And you know, like then after the game's over, we come back and talk about it. I don't get to see much about the pitching until, you know, like the pitching that's in the game. I don't get to see them throw very much on the side or, uh, or, or you know, like go through the basic uh, 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 strategy of getting them in shape doing a, uh, a spring training because, uh, you know, like I'm always around with the offense. Or Skip, does this make you mismanaging or is this enough for you every year? <laughs> I mismanage, you know, there's a, uh, for me to tell you, I'd, that uh, for me, like managing was was uh, the next thing to play in, and uh, you know, like, and it was definitely challenging and competitive, and you know, like, it was definitely a, a way it uh, kept me really uh, focused and, and 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 involved in the game, and you know, like, and I think sometimes uh, the fact that uh, you know, like, I, it also opened my eyes about communication skills and things like that, making sure that we were prepared to play and ready to go. And I wanted our, our players to be the best players ever played the game, really. I mean, that's kind of how I looked at it, and that's kind of what we set out to do. And uh, especially our teams that was in Philadelphia, they were definitely the one the, um, easier to coach and things like that because they, they, loved, they loved to play and they enjoyed playing uh, at Citizens Bank Park in front of our fans. And, uh, you know, like and we built a culture and a structure there that was definitely uh, – you know, like uh, solid, you know, like as far as discipline and the way we play the game and how we like to play. And that's kind of what baseball is about. I like mastering the game over, you know, just going out and correcting things. You know, like I want I want our hitters to be the best hitters in baseball. And uh, I want them to use the whole field. And I, and I, I want them to use all their talent they can. And each guy's ta- a different talent. And so, therefore, you – uh, you have a, a, a lot of different uh, style players and you got to get to know them and you got to help them, you know, like achieve what they're capable of and play into their ability. And that's, that's, that's what I, my old saying is know thyself. And, and when you're different size and there's, there's different ways to go about uh, teaching and coaching, like, uh, 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 say, uh, shortstop, or some, uh, like Jimmy Rollins or somebody like that. He's different from Ryan Howard and Utley and whoever. And you've got to work with the uh, one-on-one a lot with the players and and definitely be close to them. Yeah, anymore, you know, like they used to tell you, as a manager, don't get close to your players. I would say nowadays you definitely got to communicate with your players and you've got to get close to them. And, and they definitely got to believe in you. And your players love you. And I want to say that stadium – I don't think was ever sold out as consistently as when you were there. So, so Skip, on, on that topic here, we're talking about you know getting to know guys and stuff. I, well, I would like to add a race point for us. I think that definitely one thing you were always known for is having a great relationship, you know, with, with your players down there. And I think that's that in a sense there you're you know talking about being a little bit ahead of the times. Where now you're saying that's what everything's going on today. That's always something I know that you have when you, you know at least with your time in Philadelphia here. But one one thing we wanted to look at and wanted to get your opinion on. And it was a guy like Scott Kingery, where he's been a whole bunch of ups and downs in the past couple of years, a lot more downs, unfortunately. But right now in spring training, 
He says his confidence is up. He, he said he's made some changes to his swing. Right and, and, and right now what's working, he's hitting over 450 right now through you know through spring training. So what are you seeing out of Scott, Scott Kingery? They've been slow working him in, and he's been really practicing well. And he is, uh, uh, he, I've seen definitely improvement in him, you know, like in his hitting and also in his swing. You know, like he's, uh, uh, he's getting away from, you know, like the vertical uh, angles of the ball that he used to try to uh, hit, especially the high ball. And yeah. he's been working hard, and his swing is definitely more. Uh, it's got a it's got a lower path to it, a, a, more of a flat path to it, with a small arc in the swing. And he's, uh, he's he's staying compact at the plate with his with his weight shift. And yeah, and they've they've kind of uh, been real slow working him in. And all of a sudden, here lately, in about the last uh, four or five days, it's kind of turned him loose. And yeah, he looks good. He looks he looks very good. And on the flip side, Skip, Castellanos, when he got here, you know, was a career 310 hitter, lifetime hitter. Right. Uh, we, we saw him struggle last year. And and coming into spring training right now, he's, uh, you know, batting 070, yeah. 051 this spring. <laughs> what do you think he's doing wrong, Skip? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I watch Kevin Long work with him every day, and I, I talk to him quite a bit. And uh, last year, I think he went through all the uh, the whole season like you know like he swung a lot of bad balls. He was anxious to hit. He he always got out on his front side. If you remember, he leaked really, really strided kind of long and got out on his front side. Didn't yeah. stay back behind the baseball. And I think right now he's really been working on you know like uh, like I say slow feet, quick hands, and keep your balance. And he's really been working on that and staying behind the baseball. And his swing is getting better. Uh, I'm not worried about uh, uh, what he's hitting or nothing like that because he doesn't have a whole lot of bats yet. But at the same time, uh, the, how he's how he's swinging in the game and he's taking more pitches and things like that. And uh, uh, I seen him when he was a good, real good hitter, and I have a lot of faith in him. And I I, I feel like he's going to come back and play this year, and I think he's going to do a lot better. He's going to see a different guy playing the game, and I think it's just a matter of time. Until he starts having some success, and uh, and you know, like he'll get back to where he's at. I mean, sometimes hitters go through that. I'll give you an example. Hank Aaron told me one time, you know, like uh, he got hit in the head with Gosdale hit him in the head, and uh, he got a little timid at the plate, and he quit. You kind of got away from hitting the ball to right field, and mm-hmm. because back then, you know, he Hank Aaron was a be at the ball everywhere, left, left, center, right, and. Uh, this complete hitter, and he said he got away from hitting the right field, and he got away from hitting, breaking balls and the hard stuff on the outside part of the plate. He said he had to get back to that. Well, he ended up hitting like 248. I, 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 I'm trying to think of what year that was, but you can look on his baseball card, and the next year he came right uh, came right back and hit like 330, 340 or something with 40 home runs. And uh, that's a good example of, uh, I use that for Castellanos. His talent hasn't gone to work. You know, like it's just in, it's more or less a little bit of it's in his head and also trying too hard. Uh, I do get the uh, impression that sometime when talking to him, you know, like uh, I think that he wants to fulfill that contract that he signed, and he right. puts some, he puts pressure on himself. Whereas, as if that was me, I would be totally loose and I could really do some hitting. If that makes sense. <laughs> That's kind of how I would look at it. But now. Uh, uh, he's uh, Castellanos. He's doing. I, I look for him to really 
uh, uh, play real good baseball this year. You know, like I know he wants to, and and it's just a matter of him getting the field back and everything and getting going. So you're talking about about the mentality there, there, Skip, and I, th- I think the question I have looking at that is, how do some of these players? You know, take their results in in spring training. You know, obviously, you say, "Hey, look, if I hit a line drive, that's that's a good out." But you know, at the end of the day, again, looking at, at where uh, you know where Castellanos is at, looks hit under a hundred here. And you mentioned some of that mentality, maybe getting in his head with the contract a bit. Do players are they just wiping you know spring training away here? Do you think they're ca- any, any maybe they're carrying forward some of those results a bit? I mean, how how do you really? Take the results and say, "Look, I'm, I'm struggling in spring, and just just wipe it away as, as we as we look to go into opening day." You know what I really like about our team? Uh, we have the same drive and the same energy, and we get along with one another the same way that we did about halfway through the season last year when we started playing better baseball. And I see that same, you know, like I see a bunch of guys who enjoys the work. I mean, the base. I don't. I don't I, if you ask uh, most of our guys, they tell you that. The, the practice is not not hard work. I mean, to them, they come and they are very relaxed and and, and they really uh, concentrate on doing their job. And and we got that. I want to tell you something. We got all the life and the energy and, the, and we have a good aura on our team. And uh, and we know what happened last year. And uh, but we got to the World Series and that was a big positive for them. And it, it's kind of like 208 when we. Uh, uh, come to spring training with the idea of, okay, we, we we got there last year and we got beat up, but at the same time, you know, we this year we will come back and get it all. And I think that we got that mentality about our team and our players to kind of talk that way. I, I'm, I'm around them every day. I like the way our coaches and and our manager handles our team. And uh, I look for us to have a big season, guys. I'm expecting a big season. That's awesome, Skip. Uh, last year I, I, I predicted um... – that we weren't going to make the playoffs, but we would make the World Series this year. I thought we were a year away. That yeah. run last year just took the city and and the entire area. Like it, it, it was just right. so great to watch. Well, you know, wasn't yeah. it? it was just exciting, right? I want to tell you something, Dave. Uh, what we did this winter when we got Trey Turner. Trey Turner is a, a kind of he's an energy player, and you know, like he is a uh, he is a really good player. And uh, and he plays and he, he plays lights out, and uh, he's going to remind uh, he's going to remind our fans and our city about uh, he's going to be like our next Chase Utley, and he's going to bring a lot to the table. And uh, our lineup is going to be if you go look at it and what we've got and what we've got to choose from, our lineup is going to be better. Our def- our bench is going to be much much deeper, and our lineup is going to be more balanced. And we're going to have – we should have a tremendous offense. We've got uh, uh, our guy, uh, Kevin Long, and uh, his assistant and guys like – the guys that work with our hitters, they spend a lot of time, and our hitters love to hit. And I uh, I don't see no reason why that we can't have a real big season. Well, on that topic, I think everyone is really excited. Whenever we see it, whether it's halfway through the season, before or after the All-Star break, to see Harper and Turner in that lineup together. Right. I'm talking about a dynamic yeah. duo that Philly hasn't seen in a, right. in a long time there. Absolutely right. We've got to get Harper back. We've got to get him healthy. He is a big part of our team. And he's uh, and, and with Harper in our lineup, I mean, you know, like that, and with Turner and Schwarber, if you go look and you start figuring out, we, uh, guys like uh, 
March should be better. I, I look, you know, the guy on the team I think is going to surprise people is Alex Baum this year, and uh, and, I, and I say that if you follow baseball the last two or three years, and you talk, they talk about the shift. I think the shift hurt Alex Baum more than any guy. He's a right hand hitter, and I mm-hmm. think I think now that uh, Kevin Long and them have him pulling the baseball, and if he could hit like twenty five, thirty percent of balls to left field, not not foul balls, but fireballs like left center and things like that. That's going to open up the whole right side of the diamond for him. And if he keeps his style of hitting, he's going to, he's going to have a big season for it. So on the topic of, of, of Bohm there, I mean, I know I, I heard that, it gets a two-part question there. One, you know, did he gain some weight? I heard that he did in a good way. I heard that he got some, more, got some more muscle there right now. But the results look like, you know, look like they're really proving themselves. I mean, through, through spring training, he's got three homers already, three doubles. Yeah, right. His OPS over eleven hundred. Right. It looks like the power right. there is finally showing right. for a guy of his size, who you know, who's six five, two hundred plus pounds. Exactly. Uh, let's look at it this way: when Alex Baum, uh, Alex Baum, when he, when uh, uh, his uh, in the past, he's had, he hits a, he has hit the ball a lot in the middle of the field, the right field, and yeah. and actually his strength is middle end. So therefore, if he's going to use a lot of his strength, and if, and if he's going to hit with power, you know, like and he starts hitting, you know, like he starts getting around on balls middle end, especially up in the count and things like that, he uh, that he's going to be using the whole field instead of using just kind of from left center to right field. He'll be using the whole field, and, and on the infield or defense is going to play second base. Has got to shade him some to, to toward the first base side of the diamond. Shortstop's going to have to go about uh, two or three steps towards sec- uh, second, and then in the left side of the diamond will be open, open to him. The six hole will be open, and if it, once he starts hitting balls through there and pulling balls with power and things like that, he's going to be a complete hitter, and he's going. And then I look for him to have a big year. Skip, I, I could talk to you about baseball <laughs> all day. I'm we're so happy we're going to have you off season. Now you can't use Jim Tomey on this answer, right? Okay. That's your boy. <laughs> if you got one at bat, who's your guy? One at bat for the game. Uh, runner on second. All the years I've been in baseball and and the teams that I've managed, and I believe me, I've had I fall in love with any guy that's a great player. Mm-hmm. And if I had to stick one guy up to hit and uh, for me to win or tie a game up. Uh, I got to say Albert Bell. Wow, <laughs> I think Albert Bell was you know like he was. He was real and had a lot, a lot of intensity and things like that. But at the same time, too, in a big moment of the game, you know, like he, he, he actually stayed focused and he, and he kept his cool and he stayed within himself and he knew how to hit. So you got along real good with him. I get uh, on a day something. He was hard to get along with, but when he's hitting about three twenty with fifty homers and fifty doubles and knocking in one hundred thirty running runs, he's pretty good for me to like. <laughs> now was he Joey Bell? Was he Joey Bell? Was he, was he Joey Bell, Albert Bell, yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, he was a. Hey, you know what? He was a. He was a player who, uh, to me, always when I think about it, and I, I, I was around him quite a bit. And uh, he's got. He's intense, and he's got a. He, the the matter he is, the better he is. Really, I mean that. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. He, he was an intense yeah. individual. Yeah. 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 I mean, t- yeah. Talk about an absolute stud. I mean, this is a guy in 1995, hit 50 home runs and 52 doubles 
in 143 games. So, you know, he's 19 yeah. games off a full season there, and he still hit 50 and 50. No, if you were seeing him hit that year, you know, like those 50 doubles, he hit, uh, see, we got ahead of three, three Decker fence in uh, Cleveland in left field. And he hit balls off that wall, I mean, hard, you know, you could hear how I many they, I mean, you could hear, I mean, it made a noise when you hit them off there. I mean, he had, he had line drive bullets, and you know, like, the, and uh, some of those playing somewhere else could definitely have been homers. I mean, he uh, he had a fantastic year, but now he was uh, uh, he was determined guy, and and uh, he he loved hitting in the clutch, and he and he if you go back and look and check his numbers out against closers and things like that, he uh, he, he hit real good late in the game. And I can't believe he didn't win the MVP that year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking at I, I, at it now. I mean, I'm like, how did this guy not win the MVP? He uh, he used to have trouble with the media. You know, like uh, 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 back in those days, you know, like uh, uh, at times the media, you know, like uh, did even come and you know, like uh, write things about what he had in his in uh, in his locker, and he always kept a book. I remember it was a big deal one time when somebody picked up his book and started reading through it. He really, you know, he really went off. You know, <laughs> but at yeah. the, you know, like uh, the, the media. Uh, he didn't really get along good with the media, and I think that definitely hurt him. Because I do, I'm Mo Vaughn, the guy that won the MVP that year. He had a tremendous year, but now he couldn't touch Albert. Uh, last question, Skip. Who was the better team? Now, you got your 08 Phillies, and I'm sure you've yeah, been asked right. this, but I have to say the 22 Phillies, but we're going to go late, late season 22 Phillies. <laughs> right, right, okay. World uh, Series. Compare the World Series. If you looked at last year's team or something like that, I would have told you we had more speed and mm-hmm. we had a better defense. Uh, pitching, actually, we, we had Hamels and uh, 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 Brett Myers and uh, 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 Jamie Moyer, Kingry. Uh, the pitching, I would say, was uh, close to being even last year, really. Uh, I would say that our team had a, had a nose on that team last year. But now I want to tell you something. I would say within the next two years, we will find out who the best team was because I look for this team to have a big offense and I look for the pitching to be better than last year. And I, and I, uh, the only thing about our team I worry about is the pitching staying healthy and the fact just stay healthy and, and, and throw, uh, have more command and throw more, uh, throw more strikes than I've seen here in spring training. I think once we get into the season and we get going and everybody's, uh, uh, knows the role and they length it out, I think that you're going to see uh, a better pitching staff than we had last year. And I'll say it'll be, if we can wait a couple of years and compare, I think that this team right here, I, I think the team we got now can play with anybody in the major leagues. I think right. that we got three teams in our league, uh, uh, Phillies, uh, Braves, and uh, uh, Atlanta, and, and, and they might be the three best teams in the National League. I'm not saying right now I haven't, Really seeing who the Dodgers and some of those teams are uh, are putting out there for the regular players, but uh, I know that those three teams are uh, should be rated top. You don't know, like top of the National League. Uh, we'll get a good look at have, you know like just how good they are this year, and uh, I think that we're going to get our uh, fans back to the ballpark more. And I think that we're going. To, I think our season is going to be. It's. It, I think it's going to be really good. I think. Uh, I think we got uh, something good going on, you know. Like just, just uh, the identity of our team tells me that we're going to uh, definitely play better. Well, I think that's a great point. I don't think that there's been people this excited for the Phillies season to start in a long time. Yeah, I agree with that. 
You know, like uh, uh, I was down here yesterday, and I was up in the up in the three boxes up there. You know, like we, they combined them, and uh, we were talking. And these people, I mean, oh, they, uh, I didn't even get to see any of the game, but you know, like I was talking to people all the whole day, and uh, they are excited about our team. Yes, very much so. We were talking uh, before you came on how uh, Vance Worley struck out uh, Mike Trout a couple of times. He he was still playing. Didn't yeah. He, you had Vance, didn't you? Yeah, I had Vance. I had Vance. Uh, Bo said something about it uh, in the in the in the uh, locker room yesterday. He yeah. said, can you? He said, "Can you believe Vance Worley's still pitching?" Yeah, <laughs> that's only what we were saying. Yeah. He's thirty-five years old. Yeah. yeah, it seemed like it'd be older than that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sure does. Yeah, Skip, we love we, we love that you came on today. We thank you so much for it. It was great talking to you, yeah. and we look forward yeah. to uh, you know, connecting with you again in a couple weeks here. Yeah. One thing before I go, like I said, we've got to keep a pitching healthy. Thank you, Skip. It was yeah. great talking to you, man. Look forward to doing it again. Yeah, it was good. Thank you, guys. Man, that was great. Yeah, that was great. He could talk baseball all day. All day. Uh, all day. Well, I don't, Ray, I, I know Chuck's told this story before. One time, I think it was maybe two years ago, we were out at a, at a local diner, and we saw we saw Charlie – in there and we just stopped by just to say hi you know just to say hey like you know nice nice seeing you and all that stuff he ended up we ended up sitting there at his table for about 40 minutes i mean he just he just kept going talking about baseball and we were loving it and he was just like no look look it's all good you're not interrupting anything i mean it was just so, so great man he this is a guy who just loves the game of baseball and just loves yep. to sit there and he'll talk about it all day long and he really will and i i think he definitely misses it um i i could just tell uh especially now, you know, how, how, how I guess players are closer to their managers. But he, like you said, he was tight with his guys years ago. He was. He was ahead of his time. He was just such a likable coach. I remember when, the, I think when, when Charlie ended up unfortunately, you know, get, getting fired from the Phillies, that there were a lot of people who were, you know, emotionally upset yeah. by that. I mean, Charlie was just such a likable guy around the clubhouse and stuff. And he really just had that, you know, before his time relationship with his players. And that's just, that's great to see. And, and, and how, how ahead of he, he was there. And, and obviously the results, you know, speak for themselves. They got that World Series there. It's a couple of years of, of, you know, great runs. But it was just, it was so great having him on today. It was. And, you know, the press, the press wasn't too nice to Charlie. Mm-hmm. You know, Charlie's, you know, from down south. And, and, and they would, um, you know, they, they, you know they, not that they would make fun of him. They'd call him Uncle Charlie. And, uh, you know, when he would walk out, uh, for a pitch and change and everything, they, they were just brutal. But then when he started, you know, with his World Series run, that that kind of changed everything. Mm-hmm. That's when everything changed, and and he became, you know, loved and fans. Hey, listen, they didn't fill the stadiums like that since he since he left. I mean, That's every true. year, you remember the run they had? Oh my God, it, it was they sold out years. It was just they did every night. So I got to tell you a quick story. Um. When, when Charlie got hired, they had a special for people that, that had bought Diamond, uh, Diamond Club tickets. So a close friend of mine, had, was one, you know, he bought the Diamond Club tickets right before they built the, the stadium. So they invited, they invited us, invited him, he took me, and I actually met Charlie before he ever uh, managed a game. And we, really? we, we were in his office. Yeah, it, it, it was wow. pretty wild. I wrote down so many little notes I wanted to ask him 
like, you know, just how fast was Hank Aaron's hands? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, they say at the quickest hands, you know, all wrists, yep. you know, today they're just lifting weights and, right, right. you know, God was what else, you know, the, these guys were all natural. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He hit from his wrists and his quick hands, you know? Look, I'm, with, I'm with you, Ray. I'm with you. Absolutely. But, look, the last thing we – I know we keep saying last thing. last thing we actually have to talk about before we end this show here today. Because, yeah. right, it's, it's March Madness right now. We can't have some crazy – not have a crazy prediction to end the show. And I'll, I'll gladly start. If you, I'll give you a minute to think about it. But my March Madness prediction this year – I'm only going to give you round, the round of 64. Number, fifth, number 15 seed Princeton will beat number two seed Arizona. That's my prediction this year, right? Never. Never. I, I don't even watch. When, when Villanova struggles, um, I, I just can't. Uh, just, I, I, I just can't get into college basketball, to be honest with you. I feel you. It's hard in the Philly area because there's just not much really going on. You have Penn State as the 10 seed, but, yeah, with Nova – and so, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. You know, it, it's tough, uh, but they gave us a lot of years of, of, of great basketball. Um, I'm going to have to – I have no idea who's in. I do know this, though. My UConn girls basketball team finished uh, fourth, and they won the Big East again for like the 60th time in a row. So I am going with the UConn women's basketball to win their 11th national champion. Under my favorite coach of all time, Dino Oriema. I used to watch UConn girls basketball religiously. I met Gino, was a goal of mine. I got to meet him when it came down to play Temple. It was right after I was released from the hospital from my accident. And he, he was nice enough to take a picture with me. And he, I, I just think he's the greatest. But that being said, I'm going to take, I don't know, or how about this? I'll give you the four. I'll give you the number one seeds. You give me the answer. Alabama, Houston. Uh, where are the other ones at? Down here a little bit. Purdue and Kansas. What do you got? All right, I got I got Houston winning the whole thing because they were number one for a lot this year. All right, there it is. I got Princeton. Ray has Houston. <laughs> That's a wrap, everyone. Here, so now it's another episode of Speaking of Sports. Here, we've got a couple more weeks of spring training couple more weeks of the you know, World Baseball Classic, but we're getting closer and closer to opening day. So that's all we got. As always, you can find us, speakingofsportspod.com, any on the social media, just just type in speaking of sports, you'll, you'll find us. But uh, that's all we got. So I you know, appreciate your time as always. Hope Chuck gets well. Thank you, Charlie Manuel, the skipper, and we'll see you next week.